Welcome to the Homegirls. Four top producing mega realtors, moms, wives, and friends talking about real estate and real life. Angela, Kristen, Jessica, and Lindsay are in the top 1% of all real estate agents and would be honored to receive your real estate referrals in Colorado. Join us as we drop a new episode every Monday anywhere podcasts are aired, in real life on YouTube, and connect with us every day on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HomegirlsCO. Thanks for listening. We love you. We are coming to you live um, with Justin Nelson. Um, yeah, so super exciting. Um, hopefully, I don't say anything um, too inappropriate. So that's um, my goal for the day: setting those <laughs> bars nice and low. Um, so, Justin, tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, what you're currently um, doing, what brokerage you're at, kind of what your job title is, that kind of thing. Of course. So obviously, I know all of you from Colorado, or most of you from Colorado. So. Um, a lot of people still think I live in Colorado. Like Lindsay really didn't even know or remember even until today. Um, so I live in Dallas now. So, you know, a quick bio on myself. Um, my dad got into real estate in 2012. Um, I was 16 at the time. So don't do the math. I might be over 21 by now. I don't know. Um, a baby. So, I, so I was 16 at the time. Um, really did all the social media marketing. Um, when I turned 19, I went to college, played some college football real fast. And long story short, came back, get a team of two people at the time, and then I was licensed for a year, sold a buttload of homes my first year, and then ended up moving more into the team lead role, grew the team to like 14 to 16 agents within our next you know, 12 to 16 months, um, opened an expansion site down in Colorado Springs, so I was in charge of launching our Colorado Springs division that I no longer own, but was a part of launching, and then really moved into training and education, so I live on the road now about 300 days a year, um, we'll teach about 140 classes live in a, probably about 35 different states this year. So we hit 34 last year. Um, our goal is 35 and this year. So that's kind of a focus mostly on agent um, coaching, training, and um, especially around the social media side of things. Wow. So what's it like to be so young and be doing so much? Like you're going in 900 different directions at all times, right? I mean, I'm yeah. tired watching you. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think it's really true where it's, it's sacrifice, right? So obviously I didn't have a family, you know, I wasn't married, didn't have any attachments, you know, I really, uh, in a sense, just had to kind of go through a grind for a year or two, right? And that's different for everybody. For me, it was a grind of just not going out on the weekends. It was not hanging out with friends. It was, you know, hanging with people usually double my age, right? Um, which has a lot of pros and cons to it, right? Um, more cons. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, uh, <laughs> like so you know, honestly, going you know, out early. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Class, so. <laughs> yeah, so I had to sacrifice a lot of that, you know. And while other people might have sacrificed time with their family, with their kids, you know, in the mm -hmm. short term of starting a business, you know, it really wasn't that hard for me because I was a little bit naive in the fact of like it was nice because I didn't really understand what no meant. Like when someone said no, like. I didn't get offended. I hadn't been hardened by life, maybe, is what I should say. Like, it didn't, it didn't faze me. I was kind of almost like the Girl Scout selling Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, I just compared myself to a Girl Scout selling Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> they don't get told but, no very you know, often, though. That's but, a problem. But, but yeah, but, but it was the innocence, right? It was kind of like the, oh, they don't want to buy a home. I'll just go ask the next person. I'll ask the next person. And so, you know, a lot of what I teach about, too, is kind of just like a side thing is, is like, I think I was a, had a real advantage because I kind of had that, like, young um, in a sense of like, I didn't care what, if someone said no, right. I didn't overthink it. I just went and asked if they said no, I went to the next one and kept going on and on and on and kind of played dumb. If they said no, for whatever reason, I'd be like, I don't know why they said no. I'll just go ask someone else. <laughs> um, 
So lonely? I feel like an advantage for you is that you are younger and you've kind of grown up with social media. So teaching on it isn't as difficult as it might be for one of us who have had an AOL email address at some point in our life. Um, you know, so what kind of things do you think that you have kind of an advantage on when it comes to that? You know, I honestly don't think that I have an advantage. The only advantage I have is knowing how to use it and actually kind of liking it. I think the advantage is my like brain has been wired to be addicted to it right now. While older generations are becoming more and more addicted to it, I would actually say that older generations have a more of an advantage with it. And here's why. Because everybody that I'm connecting to on social media, they're 20 to 30 on average right? And so they're less likely to buy a home. If you take what I do and teach and, you know, connect with people that are 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, statistically proven, they have more money. They were married earlier, right? Mm -hmm. You know, when you're married, it's obviously going to give you a little bit of a higher chance to qualify for a loan. If you're squeezing into loans, you know, they further in their career. And so I think my only really advantage was, is just my, my brain's addiction to liking social media. I don't think that I really had an advantage in terms of connecting with people because I was still trying to convince 35, 40 year olds to buy a home with me. Right. Yeah. And I don't look old at all. Right. I can't pull that 21 year old has a mustache and beard and looks <laughs> Right. It's just never been who I am. And so I had to use social media to kind of uh, pull a perception. I mean, I remember back in the day, I mean, my dad's younger, but we would like do profile pictures to where they thought that we were both in our 40s. I mean, we, we'd go on many listing presentations where they would think we're brothers. Right. Oh. And so, you know, that was kind of uh, so to answer your question, I think my advantage was is my brain's addiction to it. Not so much the connections I can make from it because I was you know, I truly believe and see people thrive even better than I do on social media when they're connecting with the right audience. Sure. Lindsay, did you have a question? Oh, I was just going to ask. So I started in real estate really young too. I started at 17. Um, is it lonely? Is it lonely being so yeah. young and chasing such big things? You know, I think it's one of those uh, patience things, right? So I think it's lonely from the standpoint of is because my circle of who I hang around with has net worth so much higher than I do, you know, I want it tomorrow, right? I want that, you know, $5 million net worth tomorrow and not two years from now, right? If I wanted it two years from now, I think it would be a little less lonely. I would feel a little bit more relaxed. I'd feel a little bit more, less pressure to get something done tonight that could be done tomorrow. Um, I think it's kind of one of those uh, double-edged sword, right? It's a really good thing to have, but it can also be you know, a really dangerous thing. Many people don't know that about a year and a half ago, I had actually resubmitted my application to go back to college. And I actually had gotten reaccepted to go back to college, even though I had just finished that previous year making like $190,000 in my first, you know, year in real estate, second year in real estate. And most people thought I was crazy. Like, why are you going back to college? And I really didn't tell people, but it's exactly that, Lindsay. I was super lonely, right? You know, however, it's once you kind of, I think part of it is once you start to feel the edge of loneliness and you're like, man, I, this is hard. I, I'm about to quit. That's really when you break through, right? right? That's actually when I looked around and said, wow, I have an opportunity. And now you would never know that I was ever lonely. I literally will meet 8,000 plus people a year. But if I would have, you know, felt lonely another second, I would have probably have gone back and done something else. But it was one of my mentors that once told me, when you're feeling extra lonely, that just means you're one step closer to feeling more unlonely. And, you know, that was really a big um, shift in my mindset. It's kind of like the every, every no is closer to a yes. You know, it, it was kind of that same mentality. So Justin, you're part of the Franklin team. Um, mm -hmm. and I understand that's an EXP, um, driven force. 
Can you tell me a little bit about production? Who's involved there? How big the team is? Because yeah. the amount of production you guys do, I my brain can't wrap itself around it. So exactly. Well, I'll be honest with you. I can't even wrap my brain around it half the time either. Um, so you know, when I when I transitioned over to the Franklin team, my position was more in a consulting, traveling the nation role, um, getting the word out on both my social media strategies and also expanding their network. Right much like KW, much like um, any brokerage, right? At the, at the end of the day, any brokerage you're at wants to grow, right? They wanna grow their presence in the state, outside of the state. Um, I don't really care about recruiting and all those different things. Regardless, you wanna grow. So the Franklin team brought me on to help grow, right? I was already traveling on the road 300 days a year. So that's really been my role. I really don't have any hands at all in their day-to-day -day operations. Um, so for me, it was a power partner move to be able to provide them value and also, you know, be able to receive some value from them as well. But, you know, for me, you know, I obviously left my dad's team, you know, which, you know, I just heard yesterday from him. He was telling me that they pinned 47 transactions in the first month this year. And they did like 80 last year. It's absolutely ridiculous. And so obviously I left something that was very powerful and that I had a deep connection to. Um, but part of the reason I left was, you know, an opportunity to be around, you know, specifically at that time, Andrew Franklin. And it's like you said, because you can't fathom how someone does that, right? How do you do that many transactions? Um, I'm going to tell you a quick, funny story. I was doing some data entry for Andrew the other day um, because one of my virtual assistants caught some errors and some things. And I had the data entry every home they sold last year. Oh, my God. And, oh, my goodness. And so when I went through 1,300 transactions, it really expanded. It was a unique experience because he didn't want me to do it. My virtual assistant should have been doing it. But what I started to realize is I was tapping through. It took me seven hours to type in all 1,300 transactions. And I was like, wait a second. If it's taking me seven hours to type all these in, how in the hell did they actually do 1,300 transactions where each one's got 40 hours of work attached, right? Wow. You know, the other crazy thing is, is when I first met Andrew a few years back, um, and Lindsay, you, I don't know if you know this or not, the reason why Andrew became friends with Kevin and Fred and some of them, and I hope he's okay with me sharing this, is about three to four years ago, his team did not have a CRM at all. What? They, didn't, they, they did not have a CRM. All of their transactions were done via whiteboards in the office. Everything was very manual. And so the way that he got introduced to Kevin and Fred was he asked the next level agents, what is the best CRM out there? And so it really changed my mindset. I think my biggest takeaway from it all has been action is better than sometimes systems. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a little backwards than a lot of times we're taught. Like, sure, systems are great. And sure, your business will flock, you know, will flounder if you don't have systems. Right. But there's a point where you're eventually going to over systematize yourself, right? I think I posted this on Facebook the other day from zero to 100,000 is all just hard work. In income, a hundred thousand to a million is all systems, right? So there's a time and place where systems really aren't needed and systems are needed. Now I come from KW. We're a system-based company when I was there and still are. So people look at me like I'm stupid when I say they don't need systems. But I said, until you can go sell 12 homes a year on your own without a system, right. I don't think you'll ever need a system, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm, I mean, I'm blind probably sell up to a hundred homes a year without a system. And then after you get past that, and you want to take your business to the absolutely next level, you have got to have a system. Now, right? sure. Or you may be a little less stressed if you had systems along the way oh, and different right. things like that. You know, but some of my biggest problems, and this goes for any company because all companies do this. I think we overtrain sometimes. Sure. I think, I think the old school method of giving someone a phone book and having them call through it is actually a better lesson sometimes than it is 
hey, take these 25 classes that say how awesome real estate's gonna be and what you have to do when you get a client, but we won't really teach you how to get a client. Or we will teach you, but we're not gonna make you go do it, right? right? I, mean, I do think, I think everybody has systems. I think everybody has scripts. I just think they don't realize it. You're saying the same things day in and out. You're doing the same things day in and out. The issue is many of us have really shitty systems. Yeah. Or doing anything. You've got them. You might not know it, but they're there. Exactly. I think some, I, I think systems are a great excuse to not have to go lead generate. I think mean, that is perfect. Say so that again. Some, people in the back yeah i mean systems are just a you know a reason to not lead generate i'll tell you some of the companies that i'm thinking about starting i have some sexy systems in my folders but until i actually go and do something with them they they're actually just costing me money because i'm taking time to build them right and i think there's a balance between you know having something and not having something um but you know at the end of the day i think too many agents use it as an excuse to not lead generate i agree Justin, why are you so driven to create so many businesses and fill so many gaps in the marketplace? Yeah, you know, I think my gap is always access of information. I think that's one of my biggest motivations is access of information. So obviously growing up, uh, my parents did well, right? You know, they, they, they'd be considered middle class, um, you know, very well. We were always provided for, but by no means rich. You know, my parents had credit card debt. They had different things like that. And to be able to watch my dad in 2012 go through, the only thing that he got was around bigger thinkers. That's the only thing that changed his world, was getting around bigger thinkers and being able to grow, right? When I look at my dad from 2005 to 2013, same person, same quality human being, same morals and ethics, the only thing that changed him and allowed him to live a bigger life was just the people that he was around, right? So in 2012 was hard. He didn't close, he only closed like two deals his first year. Next year was even harder, right? And he closed 30, right? But the only difference was the people that he was hanging around. And so for me, I think a lot of times people don't get access to those people because we see in this day and age of the internet, these gurus that can go around and sell access to themselves for $10,000 a piece. I think sometimes these gurus, they actually will fee people out of the business, right? They'll say, hey, buy this $10,000 course. And that person that probably could have been successful might have just bought a $10,000 course that could change their life because I believe in courses. But they also could have just maybe put themselves so far backwards because they didn't have $10,000 that they can't dig themselves out of the hole. You know, the wife, the husband says, you got to get another job because you just spent only $10,000. Right now, while I'm sure there's success stories of one, two, three out of 10 that take the course and rock it, you might have just put seven or, you know, people out of the ability to even have a chance at it. And so, you know, all the companies that I start is they're always about entry level access to information. Right. And so when I traveled on the road for the course that I sold, I only sold it at $50 a month. And people told me, Justin, you'll never make money on it. If you travel to a location of 30 people, 40 people, 50 people, you won't make money on it. And I said, no, you're wrong. I only won't make money on it unless I get a ton of people in here. Right. So if I went to a class and only sold one, you're right. But that's why I ended up teaching 140 classes last year. And now we have 800 people a month. Nice. That, 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 are on a, that are on a subscription, right? And, and so I think that's part of it is every company I own is about access of information because I know if I can get someone access to information for, you know, a tenth of the cost of other things or services, it's going to allow um, them to have an opportunity that they may not have ever have had. What kinds of things are you teaching in your classes? Yeah, so everything is social media based. Um, I truly believe that you can get to know someone on a deeper level without ever meeting them before. Yes, like, like, 
like I made the joke that I didn't obviously have met all of you guys before today. I've met several of you and followed you guys for a long time, but you know, I know more about you guys than I do some of my friends. And it's because of social media, because of your presence on there, right? You know, Kristen and I have never met, but I've, you know, tried to get you several referrals all the time. And it's one of those, like, I've never even met you before, right? In person. And so it's, it's one of those really cool things that I truly believe that when teaching social media, that we don't have to go pay for ads, that we don't have to pay for all these different things. And don't get me wrong. I have companies that run ads for agents, but that's not the first thing that someone should be doing, right? I think that truly when you have, you know, my, my whole thing on social media is how to meet a whole bunch of strangers, right? Sure. That's, that's my number one thing. I think everybody should go meet as many strangers on social media as possible. I like it. I like yeah, it. Strangers. Strangers. I mean, that's the number one thing I teach is go meet strangers on social media. Sure. Well, most of our clients are strangers before we meet them, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So. Well, exactly. well, and that, that's kind of the thing I go through with classes. I go, Hey, you know, who's called a for sale by owner before who's called and expired. I said, if you call them and they say, can you come to my house right now? What are you going to say? Let's yes. do it. Let's, Let's do it. Go. And you know, I, I, I always make the really awful joke in Colorado. We have basements because when I travel the nation, people don't have basements. And so I always say, think about it like this, you know, Lindsay's going to call and someone's going to answer and go, yeah, I'd love for you to come check out my house today. And by the way, I remodeled my basement, um, you know, man cave. Would you like to come check it out? And Lindsay's <laughs> going to be like, awesome but when you think about it what kind of job is this we're calling people out of a random phone book and they're like come down and check out my basement and we're like heck yes let's do yeah. this <laughs> let's do it but then someone's afraid to post a picture of themselves out on a date night with their wife husband whatever exactly. because of security but i'm like you literally six hours before we're going into someone's basement to see what their remodel value was i'm like right. something is really uh screwed up here <laughs> so do you think that people have a lot more success on social media when they are 100% authentic or not hiding things or Absolutely. not just posting about houses? Which kitchen do you like better, A or B? Which Absolutely. drives me insane. I hate exactly. that post. Oh, I, I do too. And I think it's authentic. And the way that I got authentic was using a timer on my phone. So no matter what would happen is the timer would go off three to four times a day. And whatever I was doing, as long as it was appropriate, right? Because we don't, we're not always all doing appropriate things at any given time of the day. We will, we will take a picture of it, right? Um, I say appropriate because some of our agents have taken this across the line before. So, for example, you know, took, took a selfie in the shower and didn't think about the reflections and different things like that. And so, you know, there, there's been some fun stories about that. But, you know, for example, I think the authenticity is the other day my alarm went off. You guys probably saw this. I was standing in my bathroom. I'd only put on my suit top and I was still in my boxers. And I was like, well, my alarm went off. This will be a funny picture because I was about to go get on a phone call like this. Like if I'm wearing pants right now, I don't know. I, no one will ever know. Right. You don't know who um, we are either, Justin. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's, it goes all the <laughs> way. And so when my alarm went off, I took a picture of myself literally standing there in my boxers in a complete suit top. And some people would think that I was crazy. Some of my friends even told me, just don't post that. But it literally was one of the, my most viral posts that I had ever had, right? It just went absolutely insane because I made a joke about, I'm probably going to go get on my coaching calls or you've probably been on calls with me while I didn't have pants on, right? <laughs> it, it was that authenticity. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, one of my good friends, um, you know, that's an agent. He tells me all the time. She tells me all the time. You know, I got a ton of agent friends. I call them all the time. They're like, we don't even have clothes on right now. We've sold more homes than the person down the street, right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's when you know you've made it. Is when you've sold more homes to someone without clothes on. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I think that's kind of around your, you know, at this, you know, just being authentic, right? You know, being in that moment. Now, I think there's something to be said about perceptions reality as well. You can yeah. put a perception that you're really busy, and I don't think that's a bad thing as right. long as you're not, as long as you're not lying about it, of course. Right. 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 Um, so tell us about this VA thing, because all ICU posts is about virtual assistants and how they've changed your whole life, and I have to know what this is about because I obviously am calling the wrong virtual assistants. Right, these are Same. different encounters yeah. that I'm having. Absolutely, so one of the biggest things about the industry, and we're gonna go back to the whole thing about breaking the barrier of entry. One of my mentors once told me, Justin, think about the root of the business. When you go to a virtual assistant company and you get a virtual assistant, they're, they're a business, right? So they have to make a profit. So when, so when they make a profit, what they're gonna do is they're gonna hire a virtual assistant for four to $600 a month, and then they're gonna charge you $1,000 a month on top of that to manage them right? To train them to be perfect for you. And then you're going to be in a contract for a year with that virtual assistant, whether they work out, whether they don't, if they don't, you'll just get another one, right? And if you ever want them to do another task, you're going to have to buy them out of their contract because they don't work for you. They work for that company. And so one of my mentors taught me to go direct source them myself, because when you direct source them, you cut out that thousand dollar gap. So what I did is I went to the Philippines and I hired someone that was my full-time recruiter. I pay her $600 a month to be my full-time recruiter. All that she does is no different than the United States. She runs job ads. She goes to job fairs. She does things and pulls top talent because now these people, they, like, they love working with me directly and not having to go through a company because they don't have to go through the red tape. Because when I thought about it is right now, I have a team of eight virtual assistants. On average, they, I pay them $400 a piece per month. So it's my, my total bill each month is about $3,200. Now, people think like, Justin, are you underpaying them or what's going on? I say, no, I'm not paying them any differently than the, these big virtual assistant companies that we all hear about. The only difference is, is mine doesn't have a gap on it, right? Because I, I direct source them myself. And you know, when we talk about how to manage them, if you're paying someone $400 a month or you're paying someone $400 a month plus an upcharge, you're seeing it differently in your P&L, but your mind also changes. If you're hiring someone at $1,600 a month and they're full-time through all these different big companies, I won't name them because some of my good friends run them and I love them, is your mind operates differently on a $1,600 a month employee. You think about immediately, how many more homes do I have to sell to make it worth having them? Right. How, uh, what do I have to do to this to work out? Or, hey, they went two weeks and I didn't train them and I feel awful, so I don't like this system because I paid 1600 bucks. Mm -hmm. When you're paying someone 400 bucks, that's like three bucks an hour. I guarantee you, and I, I don't know you guys well enough, but I guarantee you Lindsay bought something yesterday that was more than $12, right? I bet you Kristen probably bought something. I bought, I mean, I know I did. You know, for example, it's all an ROI thing now because whenever I go to the store, I went to, I don't know, Kohl's the other day and I bought like $250 worth of clothes for an upcoming trip. When, in that moment, my mind said, why in the hell was I complaining earlier about not having leverage in this piece of my business when I literally just spent an entire employee on clothes, yep. right? Like literally. And so, and then people go, when they get a virtual assistant for $400 a month and they go, I don't know what to do with them. I don't think I'm going to be able to fill all of their 40 hours a week. Right. Keep them busy. And I'm like, that is the opposite of the problem you should be having. And I truly believe that if you can't take a $400 a month employee and teach them how to even take 10 to 15 to 20 hours off of your plate per month, 
you probably just aren't suited for business. Wow. That's just my, that, that's just my opinion, right? If you struggle now, again, if you're getting a $2,000 a month employee virtual assistant, that that's real money at that point. That's like, if you don't close an extra deal from their activities during the year, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna feel it. Right. But when I look across $400 a month times 12 months, that's $4,800. If you can't close one more deal from that, you shouldn't be in this business or you don't think big enough, right? right. The other thing is, is what if you close zero more deals from them, but all they did was help you with some tasks that took and gave you your life back. Then your ROI right. is a conversation. I talked to an agent down in the Springs a few weeks ago, where, you know, kind of from your, a lot of your guys area. And she said that she was paying about 50 bucks um, for every listing to be input into the MLS. Okay. 50 bucks. And she was running five to seven transactions a month. She was spending $350 for something that probably took someone that knew what they were doing half an hour. If that, if that. And so I said, okay, so you just paid someone 350 bucks this month for, you know, four hours worth of work. How nice would it have been to have 36 hours more of someone for the same cost? Right. Um, and so I think that was really, really unique in the standpoint of that. The other thing is people forget about what they can do for you. You know, every time before I go out on a trip on the road, I'll take a picture of my fridge and people make fun of me for this. I take a picture of my fridge and I send it to my, to my virtual assistant and she knows where everything goes. She knows what I'm missing. And before I get back, she'll schedule it for the day I get back for my delivery to come. Now, because for me, it'd take me an hour to go grocery shop. It would take me 45 minutes. It, it, we, what we don't realize is your hourly wage, if you want to make six figures, is $48.06 an hour. Yeah. If it takes me an hour to grocery shop, I just burned a $50 bill. And so we, everything that I burn bills for, I, I find a way to leverage. I mean, I don't manage my cleaners. I don't manage my maids. I don't manage anything. It's all done with virtual assistants. Guys, guys. I'm so Right, guys, listen to this. We all have kids. We all have families. And we're over here running around with our heads cut off, trying to do laundry, trying to sell real estate, trying to keep our husbands happy. And homeboy over here who has no kids, not married, traveling the country, literally has his life together. <laughs> literally well, I wouldn't even say, well, and here's the thing is like, I didn't have it together. Like Lindsay said, I was right. super lonely. I was super lonely. I actually found that I was lonely because I was working so much. And we, we actually call it single Robin net or, you know, it's a, uh, when you're single, your time is actually robbed a little bit. And it, you can think about it both ways, right? When you're married with someone, they can also take a lot of your time as well for their tasks, you know, mutual things. But also when you're single, like I don't have someone that I can call on the way home and go, Hey, would you mind starting dinner? I don't, or Hey, could you swing by here? Because I'm on this side of town. Right. So, you know, we all are in different positions and there are pros and cons to all of you know, different positions, whether married, not married, different things like that. But what I found is like, you know, Chris, like you just said, you, you, like your kid's dentist appointment, something you forget, something that you don't want to schedule, your kid's doctor's appointments, like you're running to a listing and you're like, my kid needs called out sick. I forgot about it. Like I got people that right now, they call their kids out sick with their VA. The VA is registered with the school to be the personal assistant of Kristen. It's the personal assistant of Lindsay. And so, you know, literally we tr were training them on to do any part of the world. Like I, I'm going to be super transparent with you guys. There was a time where I really, really liked Tinder, but I didn't have time to go through it. You are Stop. not. You're Stop not. It right now. I'll go through Stop Tinder. It right now. So my <laughs> virtual assistant. No. Would go back, my, my virtual assistant would go back and respond 
to any messages that I had missed through the day to make sure that by the time I got back at night that I hadn't ghosted them. I, so like, just to be transparent, that's like, you know, your virtual assistants can do anything. Now, sure, did my virtual assistant think I was crazy for asking her to do that for me? Absolutely. Would I want to tell anybody that? Do I want this to ever be put out into the world now? No, but like, it's just well, my thank God no one's watching. <laughs> but then it's, uh, but like, that's just the level of, there's things that you would think that couldn't be done by someone else that, that can be done, right? Um, that can were, absolutely you, were you saying that there was a point in your life where like you weren't that comfortable with leverage? or where you had a hard time giving things up, you know, now we're good, I'm, but like, how do I, how do I get past? You know, I've never had a problem giving things up. The problem was I had a problem paying to give things up. I had a problem, I, I had a problem paying someone $3,200 a month. Like, and again, that sounds really bad, but here's my right. thing. Here's the one thing I get a lot. Justin, does your VAs take away American jobs? Mm -hmm. That's what I always get asked. And I say, hey, my company does not take a company and outsource it. What I do is I fill the niche of people like you that just raised your hand that wouldn't be willing to make the jump yet to an assistant because of the cost. And it's not that you can't afford it. It's not that you can't, you know, do any of that. It's the fact of just the mental side of like, uh, am I going to have to sell an extra four homes this year to make it worth it to even just break even? And you can't internalize yet because you haven't gotten a taste of the leverage that later on, once you get the taste of it, you would probably think it's worth 40K. But in the beginning, most of our problems and headaches aren't around transaction management. We can hire great TCs per file to do that. It's around all the other small tasks that we don't want to do, right? It's around all those different things. I mean, I got to the point where I started to have my bills and my house turned off. My, my lights would turn off. My water would turn mm -hmm. off. And it wasn't because I wasn't paying or okay. didn't have the money. I just yeah. forgot. I literally forgot to pay the bills. Like, just didn't have time, forgot it, you know? So I, if yeah. people, people think that your, VA, that your virtual assistants can't pay your bills because they're going to have access to all your money. No, that's called an employee card with a limit on it. So if my house bills are 2000 a month, okay, I give them a credit card with $2,000 limit. Now, sure, could they spend $2,000 and run on me? Yeah, but there's a lot worse mistakes that could happen, right? So you can obviously put your level of tolerance on that. And so while people say, don't give your VA money or access to that, you can give them employee cards that allow them to spend to a certain level. So some of mine have pre-authorized cards where they're able down. Again, is it totally like mine don't, like my guy, my guy in the Philippines, Shireen does not have a card with Shireen on it. It's obviously my card that has a limit on it. So, right. you know, we can't give them like, you know, US-based employee, but it's that same thing. Anything that you can't think that they can do. Um, for example, anytime that anybody hires us to get them a VA, they get four gifts throughout the entire process, books, scripts, different things like that. And they're all ordered off of Amazon, right? They get balloons, they get all these crazy things, but none of it's done by me. It's all done by the VA that self orders them, customizes them, does research, right? Like I have all of your guys's bios before I talk to you today. My VA got me all of your bios, told me your history, told me your production and numbers. And so that way I know when I walk into a meeting, what's going what, to, what, what I'm expecting. And I can have a more quality conversation with people and be more present when I have that information. Are they like uh, going in your brain while you're sleeping at night and like downloading smart? Because I just, I love you, man. I, you're like one of the smartest, like... smartest people that I've ever 
met in my entire life. Like I've met people 500 times your age who don't have one tiny ounce of your brains. You're incredible. You know, no, I really appreciate that. And I think at the end of the day, it's because I have time to think. It's because I have virtual assistants that take all those minimal tasks. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm stressed 24-7 because of how many different things that I have going on. But what I like to know that is if I wanted to, if I wanted to say I'm not going to grow anymore or I'm deciding to slow it down for a bit, that I'd still have a business, right? And that's been big for me is most real estate agents don't have a business, right? And we all go through those phases. And like I found myself even six months ago saying that about myself, like in my current position, I don't have a business. If I die tomorrow, what, what do I have to turn over or will to someone? Now, in real estate as an agent, it takes a very long time to build that. So I'm not saying someone 10 years in should feel ashamed that they don't have a quote-unquote business yet. That's, it takes a long time in the real estate business to build it. But I think that's my passion around virtual assistants, that literally, if you were to pass away tomorrow and had a VA that was your TC, you had a VA that was managing all your files, someone could step in and it's worth money, right? It's, it's worth some money. So Justin, what does that leverage give you? What kind of freedom do you have um, by taking that away? Like all those tasks that you don't really want to do. Yeah, no. Food in you your know, refrigerator, you have your bills paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's so many things that I'll never forget about, right? You know, for example, my parents' birthdays, right? You know, like I don't, it might seem ingenuine that I have a VA do it, but I still pick the gifts. They, they just call me and say, hey, here's, you know, here's the thing. I really don't believe there's an excuse for anything when you can have a virtual assistant. But the freedom it gives me is just to be able to, um, you know, take days off and literally have everything still run. I mean, that's the key. What does a day off look like for you? What do you do? Yeah, um, nothing really. I, I just hire more virtual assistants. Like when a day off from this company, you know, for me, a, a day off is I obviously travel a lot with my job on the road. Um, so I'm, I'm, to be honest with you, I like to go really hard. And then when I relax, I also go really hard. So I mean, I'll, I probably will go to Mexico six times this year, to be honest with you. So I just disappear, you know, for a week where no one can find me. Um, you know, but it's because I know everything still runs. So I think my relaxation time is more of the uh, disappear off the face of the earth. How do you get past? So for me, I have a major issue because I delegated to somebody and was burned really, really, really badly. Okay. And so now I'm getting back into delegating and how do I, how do I do that without the fear that it's going to happen again and try to you get know, back to that? Cause I feel like I lost a piece of myself when that happened. Well, yeah, now let me ask you this on the delegation piece. You don't have to dive into it the entire way, but just so I understand your question a little better was the burning more from the fact of they left a gaping hole after all this you know disbanded or you felt like you had invested so much in them that once it didn't work out you just felt like a piece of you was with it uh honestly it was i felt like they were disrespecting me by disrespecting themselves and not taking care of a task that was given to them the way i know that they can so i was let down because they didn't work as hard as i know they can and in turn yeah. they made me look like an idiot yeah no absolutely and you know I so I'm, I'm a big Ben Kinney fan from my KW days. And one of the big fans I am is he used to always have this saying, you got to hire the Navy to find the Navy SEALs. And so with VAs, I really like that. And that's kind of the philosophy that my dad has taken on his real estate team is he will hire 10 people and will tell them to their face, eight of you will not be here next year. Two of you will be, and those are the two that I want. And then I'm going to hire another 10 and then two of you will stay and I have four and then another 10, and two of you will stay, and I'll have six. Of the six, maybe one leaves for whatever reason. I got five Navy SEALs. And so people would always make fun of us when we were hiring so many people. 
but it's because we were honest people. We told people you're not going to last. And so I bring that up to come back to your question is when I hire two virtual assistants at $400 a month, I now have two pieces of protection. Also, I'm not expecting these tasks to be done by one person. You know, for example, yesterday I had a call with someone named Dan out of Wisconsin and he wanted a virtual assistant to do his transaction management. Well, we got on the call and one of our candidates had been a transaction coordinator for five different agents doing about 15 to 20 files a month. And then the other one was a listing coordinator doing pre-list to close. And they both wanted $400 a month. And at the end of the call, Dan said, how can I not hire both of them? Because when I cross train them, and it's only $800 a month, I'm spending more on that on you know, outsourcing files. Mm -hmm. How can I not cross train them? And if so-and-so is, is, you know, it's really hard to fire someone when you know that you're taking the job back. It's really, and then, then you sit around too long and feel disrespected, mm. right? You yeah. know, um, and I, I've seen that even in past relationships of mine. I've maybe stayed with someone too long because I didn't know what, my, what the unknown was going to be when I wasn't with them anymore. Does that make sense? And so I might stay, the same with an employee. You stay with that employee too long because you don't know what it's going to be like to take those tasks back. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so when you have two of them, like I'm a big believer in two VAs because if you got two of them, you're gonna be able to take those tasks back or shift them and be okay with that and not be scared. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. No. Um, what, what are you doing every day? Like, what does your day look like? What time are you waking up in the morning? What time are you going to bed? What does your daily system look like? You know, I wish it was up a lot earlier. I mean, right now, on average, I probably don't even roll into my office, which is right here, um, <laughs> probably till like eight o'clock on average, um, really. Um, some mornings I'm working out with a trainer around 4.30 in the morning, but that's kind of, I pay them. So it's kind of, sometimes I tell them that I'm not going. Uh, but I, I'm really a late night out for whatever reason, which is another reason why I like the virtual assistants, because think about this, they're already working a graveyard shift for you you shifting them so some of my VAs work from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. because that's actually a morning shift for them and then some of mine start at 7 a.m. so I will never have any part of my day where I can't call someone and have them do something for me because of the way that they overlap with each other so like my course programs you you can call the hotline at any time and get a hold of someone because I got the coverage right and so to answer your question I usually start about 8 a.m. My VAs start working anywhere between 6 a.m. and 8 a.m. Because when they work before I get in, they now have all these tasks and they're ready. They've actually already got into their day. And they're, you know, here's the other thing. When you're not in when they're in, they seem to figure things out just fine. Right? If you're down the office, you know, you're down the hall, someone's going to come ask you the moment that they don't know how to do something. Well, when I'm sleeping and the VA is still working before me, they usually figure out the answer to their own question and they never have to ask it. And so, yeah, it's a great question. So 8 a.m., I get into the office. I'm usually, when I say my bed's like right there. So like, <laughs> right there. But, um, you know, 8 a.m. Can you raise your arm? Justin, raise your arm really quick so they can see that on your arm, yeah. by the way. Come on. So I have bold laws tattooed on my arms. I like um, it. I had so much trust in my last assistant that still works for my dad. Um, I let them choose tattoos on my arm um, and said, I know you'll like, you'll put something on me that I like free reign. I will not deny it. So that's what we did. Oh, Fully wow. sober and everything. Um, so yeah, so usually eight to noon each day is me prospecting. You know, I'm either trying to find new classes to go teach, right? I always have to be filling my schedule with new classes. 
And when I say prospecting, my virtual assistant's cold calling title reps for me to find new classes and I'm fielding any of the appointments um, that they have. So eight to 12, I'll average six to eight appointments per day between title reps, real estate agents that need virtual assistants. And then really noon to four is all usually my coaching calls. So when anybody gets a virtual assistant with me, I take them through a month of coaching. So each and every week we meet, um, we talk about the systems and tools. We look and dive, you know, we dive into their life. Um, last week I had a really interesting conversation on one is uh, we had a single mom that had just bought an Alexis for like a $650 car payment a month. And she was upset that she didn't have leverage. And then when I told her that she loved her Lexus more than her kid, we had a breakthrough. We had a breakthrough. Um, and that's kind of where, you know, it, it, yeah, that's what yeah. she did too. A few tears, but it was just the truth and it's what had to be said. And so, you know, those are the coaching calls I go on with people. You know, a lot of times people go, do I need a virtual assistant or not? I say, hey, let's have a coaching call and let, let, let's really dive into your life. Let's dive into your personal life, your business life, you know, any part of your life, you know, that can be, you know, really planned and coordinated, should I say, right? Like, like Kristen, I know you guys do like a lot of like travel, you know, for your, your son's, you know, moto stuff. I'm yes. sure there's something a VA could do and help coordinate for you, right? I you know, know, like travel or, you know, different things like that. Like those are all the different things that I think about is, you know, what part of my life can be outsourced. So, um, so yeah, I'm really in appointments, you know, eight to 12 and then 12 to four, I am coaching. And then usually four to nine, I'm doing some type of work on my business. It's usually a new business idea or it's trying to double down on something. So like I said, be able to go to $5 million in net worth faster and rather than slower, right? Um, so for me, I believe in a lot of extra hard work. I get it that you can work 20 hours a week and probably do it too. I prefer just to work more hours. Hmm. Interesting. So your, your VA company, for everybody that's listening, first of all, what's the name of it? Yeah, Sphere Rocket VA. So it's like Sphere of Influence. So S-P-H-E-R-E, Rocket VA. So we really just serve, oh, go ahead. Oh, so I was just gonna say, if, we, if, if one of us called you today, you would help us find train and integrate a VA. That's what you're doing, right? Correct. Yeah. So what we do is we have my recruiter. And so, so when I say I do it, I'm not in the Philippines. And, you know, so I, I, I'm basically your coach throughout the entire process. It's my recruiter. So really what happened is, is my recruiter had recruited everybody for me on my team that I needed, but she's my best employee. So I was like, what do I do with you? So this company was actually founded out of never even thinking that it was going to be a company, yet it's my most profitable and fastest growing one because we cut out the middleman and it's changing lives faster. And so you really are hiring my recruiter and the systems that she puts into place. She's going to take all your candidates. She's going to do, create a report where she's finding everything that you need in a candidate. She's going to find, take them through a KPA process. She's going to take them through personality assessments, disc profiles, multiple interviews interview, English proficiency test, word per minute test. She is going to run, you know, test on their internet speed. You know, all these different things that we wouldn't think about because people do that all the time. They go and they try to self-hire one and they just get someone off Philippines, you know, philippines.ph Craigslist. Well, no wonder it didn't work, right? It's just like here. And so what we do is, uh, you know, everybody, when they hire us, they're actually just paying my recruiter a recruiting fee. That's all they're paying her. They just pay a recruiting fee. She helps connect them with someone. They go through the coaching with me. It's a one-time fee. And once that's done, the employee is yours. You don't ever pay me a dime again. It's kind of like selling a home. The only way that I make another dollar is if you refer me to someone else, right? So it's not like you're under a contract. Sorry, Lindsay, your VA sucked. 
you're with me for another 11 months anyways, we'll give you another sucking one, right? Because my business thrives on referrals. The only way that I can get a referral from you is by making sure that your life is leveraged and you're actually getting your time back. It's kind of not probably the smartest business idea I've been told uh, from the standpoint of you could get people on reoccurring income. But for me, I know that I can grow faster, just kind of like with the subscription program, I can grow faster and bigger when the service is over some contract. Right. I think it comes down to giving value first and leading with that. Um, Absolutely. And people are obviously going to be attracted to that and keep referring you because you're leading from a place of actually caring about their success. Are you telling me they're not attracted to me and it's actually my carrying ability? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying that. Um, I mean, if brains, if brains were sexy, you'd be the sexiest person on the planet. You're like, Perfect, I, appreciate that. Out, so I think you win. <laughs> <laughs> if brains were sexy. Oh, <laughs> so I have a question for you. You're, you have really great relationships with so many of like what we kind of consider the celebrities in real estate, right? Who is your, out of, out of all these people that you are fortunate to spend so much time with, who is your mentor? Who do you look up to the most? Who has had the biggest influence on your world? Yeah, you know, that, that's a really good question. I really, you know, I, I call it my circle of five, you know, and it's mm -hmm. kind of cliche, but like, I don't have just one person um, that I go to with everything. Um, and so I, I'm a big believer in that there's really several different things to look at when you're looking at a circle of five. First one I'm a big believer in is when you look at your circle of five, the average incomes of your circle of five is also your average income. So, but I'm also not a believer that you just kick people out because their income is dragging you down. Like that's not a thing for me. However, so when we look at like my mentors, you know, one of my closest friends and business partners, her name is Megan and she runs some Airbnbs with me. She lives in Louisiana. I would say that she's my biggest mentor and the reason why I can grow because she helps me keep my sanity is more than anything. If I don't have my sanity, it doesn't matter what I know or don't know. I'm not going to be able to accomplish even the best of mentorship advice. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so from a mentorship of sanity, it's her. From a business perspective and a, hey, who do I call to bounce things off of? It's obviously Andrew Franklin. You know, any guy that's selling 1,300 homes. Because when he took over the business from his dad, he went from 500 to 1,300 in just the last two or three years crazy it's not like it was a family business that was just passed down to him at 1300 transactions a year he crushed it and built it big so obviously him kevin you know kaufman fred weaver you know which Lindsay knows and you guys know is have been massive mentors of you know of mine throughout that process and then really at the end of the day to be able to see my dad create a 1.5 million dollar gci company you know like that you know, and now he's breaking into the top hundred of, you know, the KW teams and different things like that. You know, those are kind of, I'm kind of blessed where I can't pick one. That's like picking a favorite child. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. There's so many. And, you know, I think there's different areas where someone has to, where they all differently align, right? Like I don't usually call Andrew Franklin to help him get my sanity back up. Right. You know, I'm calling Andrew on, Hey, what business move would you take here for growth? Right. And, you know, and I'm not calling Kevin and Fred, you know, with this question. So I really kind of have mentors in different parts of my life um, that really all have different pieces. How did you like, so we've all heard that, right? You know, the six foot rule, you're the sum of the people that are closest six feet in front of you and all those things. So like, how, how did you find those people and get them so actively engaged in your life? Because I definitely get in my head about I'm just a blonde girl. I have nothing to say. Nobody wants to talk to me or take me seriously. Like, how do you, how do you in, enmesh yourself in this world that's so much bigger? 
you know, it, it's honestly a perception thing, you know, to be honest with you. And, and it's not a false perception, but when you start to rub shoulders with, I call it the rule of 10 almost, you got to go put yourself in a position to know 10 people that once people think that you know those 10 people really well, that it's just this perception thing that they start to bring you into their inner circle just from a perception thing, right? And that sounds really crazy, but that was my um, objective on the road. When I first went on the road, many people don't know this, I actually spent about $40,000 in my first three months traveling. I didn't charge anybody a dime to travel. I went, I went really far upside down in my first few months. And it's because I wanted to meet people. So I picked market centers. I picked different opportunities and places to go. And it was just, I, I basically paid to be there. But everybody in the audience did not know that I had just paid to be there, right? They thought that they had brought in a big time speaker. Now, sure, I was a big time speaker, but at the end of the day, they didn't know that I had paid to be there. And I, so it was almost those relationships that were forced in growth. And I, I think at the end of the day too, we have to compare our success to others and actually be a little selfish and feel okay about it, right? Like, like for example, Lindsay, I don't know, we talk about this, is like, you're not just some blonde girl. You were ranked top one in Denver in many categories for a long time, right? I think sometimes we get trapped in our own market too, which is big. Like, we, like people around us start to take us for granted, if that makes sense, right? Our own office, our own family, our own people around us start to, uh, you know, not take us for granted, but they don't, it's not as much of an awe factor, if that makes sense. It's a really weird subject, but when I went on the road and told someone I sold 32 homes a year in some markets, they were like, whoa. Right. Right. And, you know, same thing with Lindsay, but like in my office, they're like 13 million, like, like, you know, so I think a big part of it's just getting out there and meeting people and it's just being consistent about it. I really quick, I just want to say something. Um, so I hope that Mike, I hope your dad watches or listens to this. So I've met your family. I've met your siblings and your mom and your dad and your dad's team. And, um, I just, this is the coolest thing to me that he has become this big thinker that rippled down to his children because you are incredible, but it's not just you. Like even talking to your brother for a few minutes who is interested in totally different industries, that kid is smart and hungry and driven and it's incredible to me. So, um, you know, there's this thing that we talk about in this business or in entrepreneurship in general, which is like leaving a legacy. I just hope that your dad watches and listens. And I know that he's got to be crazy proud of you, but this legacy that he's giving to the world in you that you get to turn around and then leave for whoever is in your life is just, it's amazing. It's so well, cool. and, that, and that's what the VAs, you know, on kind of on that subject have done for me is because I can spend more time with those people now when I desire to, right? That's right. a big for me like you know um for example a year ago i would have never imagined being able to go on six vacations last year right in just one year people think i'm crazy and i was like no it, it didn't it felt fun because i could actually turn some things off and you know and i could you know just keep on going right you know so I think I, that's like the ultimate freedom is being able to go on vacation and not have to worry about your business imploding behind you right and going back to that and all that stress yeah. Well, and the key is like for a real estate team, because I think in the terms of real estate teams a lot, most agents don't stay on a real estate team because of a lack of value or a lack of growth and vision. Because when you're on a real estate team, your rainmaker is usually the one that's number one, usually making the most money. First and foremost, that's what the rainmaker does. They're at the top of the feed. And so what happens is, is the rainmaker sometimes will hold on to too many tasks. They'll hold on to too many things and they're busy themselves. And that's okay. If that's their personality, 
they can keep doing that. But when you're able to provide a VA, when you're able to provide someone that can work with your agents 24 seven, it's amazing. Some of my VAs now just get calls from random people to do their marketing materials for them. And like, it, it's just, it's just amazing. Even not even if it's just for yourself or your team or organization on what you can do, you know, and provide. Um, I'm actually going to start giving birthday gifts of VAs to people. I'm going to be like, I, I'm going to take your credit card and I'm going to sign you up and give you a VA without telling you. And they start tomorrow. Well, my birthday is September 12th. So, um, <laughs> I'm a size probably two VAs. Thanks. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, and I think, I think sometimes too, there's a common, like, uh, what should I say? There, there's like a misconception that for some reason, because someone's in a different country, they're less knowledgeable. They're less, you know, it's just a, even if you don't truly like think it or say it, like it's still subconsciously in our brain because we think about people in terms of their dollar value sometimes. So even, even sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, that VA can't do that. That's because I'm thinking in a dollar value and not a human value. Um, every single one of my VAs has more college education than I do. Every single one of them actually has a college degree. Four years, three of them teach English to Chinese students. Someone in the Philippines is teaching Chinese students English, three of them. That's crazy. They do all my grammar checking. If I were to bring on two of them right now, you would never know. Would you be okay if I brought them on to here and you guys got to see them for a second? Yes, you sure. should. Absolutely. Bring them on. Yeah, I'm going to bring them on real fast. We're going to totally surprise them. So when they get on here, I'm going to have to explain exactly um, why they're on here. Um, and they're going to look at us like we're crazy. So you guys That's can awesome. pardon me. That's usually how people look at us anyway. So right, right. Are <laughs> the course. So we, we can keep going for just a second, but I, I want I'd love for you guys to um, jump on to have them jump on to be able to. You guys just can kind of see a little bit up there. Shireen said something yesterday in a message to me, and she said she said a word, and I said, Shireen, I think you mistyped that. Like, what do you mean? And she's like, No, that's the right word. And so I look it up on Google, and I was like, Sure as shit, it is. Like, I never even. <laughs> heard of that word like what the hell like what is going on here our english slang is like got to be one of the most difficult things for people right. to grasp and understand right my husband happens to be a linguist um and so oh. that picking up on that type of thing mm -hmm. is is definitely the hardest um of anything so that's really it's awesome cool. that they that they care that much about their craft i mean that's really what this comes down to it's not just um you know, culture thing. It's learning their craft and being the best in their business and taking pride in, in what VA really means. So exactly. And you know, like we have YouTube videos for each sector of the country. So obviously YouTube's great. Each sector of the country has their own slang. So like I just hired um, two VAs for Dan up in Wisconsin and he just got a Wisconsin YouTube video with the slang used. And all those VAs are going to watch the slang videos and they're going to memorize it. And they almost are going to be tested on it just like they are, you know, a, a kid in school, right? And it's because they're an employee. Like we put our employees through some crazy things and we don't expect someone to watch a YouTube video about linguistics. Like it makes right. all the world, so. What's crazy, okay. I don't want this to get um, political or weird, but like what's kind of crazy to me is Americans are so entitled and like, so the last assistant that I had just to give everybody context, Colorado's a, a, an expensive market to hire employees. So um, her base salary was $75,000 a year and she was close to a hundred by the time that I bonused her and gave her incentives within, you know, ownership pieces in the company. And um, I mean, there's just so much entitlement. Like it's absolutely yeah. 
crazy to me. This is, you know, people in other countries and in other places are so humble and wonderful to work with. And it's just a tough. I feel like it might be a really good place for somebody who's never hired before or had an employee before to start because some of that um, chip on the shoulder piece about I'm working too much. My rainmaker is making too much money. Um, you know, my rainmaker doesn't work as enough. All that stuff kind of maybe comes off the table and is a little bit less to deal with. Right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and that's absolutely one of the biggest parts of it is, you know, um, in the Philippines and Shireen just joined us here. Um, but I'll kind of let Shireen um, talk about this. So Shireen's my recruiter. Um, Shireen, can you kind of, and I know, you, I don't know what, you're, you're probably freaking out right now what's going on. You're actually, <laughs> on, a pod, you're, you're actually on a podcast with a whole bunch of my good friends um, that were talking about virtual assistants. So I, I would just love for you to introduce yourself, Shireen, and just kind of talk about like um, the process of, you know, what you're currently doing to hire people and kind of also um, some of the culture, you know, values of the Philippines that make you guys so loyal and trustworthy and, you know, why so many people want to work in the virtual assistant world to be with their families more often. All right. First and foremost, hi, everyone. Hi, ladies. Hi. hi. Welcome from Philippines. It's early morning here. So it's like the other way around whenever we're working as a virtual assistant. It's morning on your end and it's nighttime once we start our daily tasks. All right, to answer um, Justin's uh, questions, why most of the Filipinos transition to working from home? Because it's really very hard to go to office and commute on a daily basis because of traffic jam. Mm. Specifically, if your office location is like two hours away from your home, so you need to allot two hours going there, two hours going back, and then it will eat up your time. So since work from home started way, way back, it became a booming uh, business career right now for all Filipinos. So tendencies, all Filipinos who have, who have been working in an office space environment are now slowly transitioning to working from home. First, to avoid traffic jam. And at the same time, the most valuable uh, benefit is I get to work at the comfort of my home together with my family. So Shereen, to pause you there, I want to tell you guys a story, and this is a mindset thing. I was on an interview call with someone that said that their job was three and a half hours each way, each day, and we complain about 20 minutes. Right? And and so it's kind of that entitled thing, Lindsay, that we talk about that, that we forget that sometimes different parts of the country, different parts of the world, you know, it's just a different, it's, it's a different co- country lifestyle, like, and it's, it's all got their pros and cons. The person traveling four hours away usually was getting paid extremely well, right? But it wasn't worth their sanity and time um, to do it on the long term. So, um, so yeah. Well, perfect. So yeah, so I just want you guys to meet Shireen. Shireen's obviously the lifeblood. She's the one that people work with, right? I kind of, when I'm looking at all you guys on the screen, she really just fits in as if she's a part of everything, right? We don't, it it doesn't feel like she's any further away than Lindsay is or Kristen, you know, or Angela or Jessica. Like, I I would never know that I'm less friends with you or her compared to each other. So it really, it's a really good, fun culture of... uh, And another thing is, how do I source out for applicants? Actually, it will depend on the requirements that you need for a VA. What type of VA you are looking at, depending on their uh, qualities, and what type of task you want them to do. 
So from there, I'll start sourcing out and then I'll collate all the applicants. I'll facilitate a first, second interview, and then the final interview will be yours. So you have the chance to talk with, uh, to talk to them, get to know them. And usually what I do is I video record all of our interview sessions. So by the time you get to talk to them on a final interview, you know already somehow. How are they over the phone? How, uh, how they answer questions? If they were asked a specific scenario regarding their previous job, something like that. And with their experiences. So you would know somehow. You will have the gist until the time of the final interview where you get to speak with them. They will be in the same meeting room as you. And then from there, you can ask your questions to talk to them directly. Nice. Wow. So do you guys have any questions? So Shireen is the most trustworthy employee in my organization. So you guys got like any uh, off the cuff questions from a virtual assistant based thing? Yeah. Okay. Okay, Shireen. Appropriate. But what is the weirdest thing that you've ever had somebody ask a VA to do or hired a VA to do? From a client's perspective? Yes. Yeah. From a client. What's the weirdest thing that they asked for? Previously, Based on my experience, I would say based on my experience, I had a client before who, you know, hired me as his a virtual executive assistant, personal and professionally. So I have this thinking and assumption, professionally, yes, I will assist him business-wise, you know. For personally, I would buy flowers, book a restaurant for him and his wife and the family, something like that. Those small things that I can get off from this plate you know because it eats up a lot of his time but then and later on he's asking some you know you know what i mean yes I know what you <laughs> oh mean. for him for him to enjoy while he was working and then i oh shit i don't need him <laughs> i'm sorry for my word and said you i don't need your dollars like that so that's from my experience i and that wasn't that day Justin, I stopped. Right? That wasn't Justin? Oh, no, no, Justin. no, no. no that, that's not. <laughs> that was just Tinder. <laughs> so that's, that's the worst experience that I encountered. Oh, wow. Well, and that's what makes it so fun, guys, is when you find a good group of people that want to hire virtual assistants, and that's why I work so much on referral-based. Like, I'll probably, we'll tell people, you're not a good fit to get a VA through us. Go hire so-and-so in Seattle, New York. Like, they'll find you one, and they'll charge you 2000 a month. Go play with them. Like, it doesn't matter. For yeah. us, we're really that relationship base where we, you know, Shireen's making sure you're being taken care of. I mean, even as an example, like, if, if your VA doesn't work out for you, Shireen's going to help replace them for you, right? Now, we're not going to do that 12 times a year, but if for some reason they're not a good fit with you, it's okay because it's not taking any of our time away because we'll take that VA and learn what you didn't like about them or why you didn't drive them personally. And we'll go put them with someone else that they drive with, right? It's just like in America, if you hire someone, you're never going to know for sure if they're a good fit for your business. And so you said it earlier, if you've never had a, an employee before, if you can learn how to manage someone virtually and make all the mistakes there, you're going to be on the best foot ever when you need that United States-based employee. Because there's always a time when you might need that, especially in the real estate business, for more of the running around type task. So, so where is the risk? Like, I'm like, it's not that expensive. And I promise and so you, I know Kristen spent more money on shoes yesterday than that is for a whole month. Um, I've heard. Um, you know, I, mean, I don't, I don't see where the downside is. So what are, right. what are the objections people are giving you? Right. Well, that's the crazy thing is I called Shereen this morning. I said, I need, I need another cold caller for this sector of my business. And she went and got her, told her we've hired you for a week. And we're going to, our, our attention's longer, right? right? But it's $100 for the week. 
if she doesn't do what we need her to do, I'm only out a hundred dollars. Now, of course, we don't hire based on like, tr like trying on, trying on, yeah, trying, on, trying on. We're gonna go through the process and make sure we're not turning people. Like, I right. have actually, I have actually haven't turned any of my VAs. They all stay. And so, long story short, what we're learning is, is but you're right. There's no risk, right? I called my CEO buddy Matt, who runs one of my other companies. I said, Hey, can I get you two VAs to do this? And he's like, I don't think so, man. Like, I don't want to spend the money out of the account. I said. No, never mind. We're doing it. No risk. It's only $200. We're going for it, right? There's absolutely zero. And that's why, you know, back to the point of why people don't ever get to see this world. It's that curtain that's held by the 1%. And right. it's because you have to pay $2,000 a month to even try it out. They don't let, they don't just give you a loaner. They don't just give you one at the $2,000 a month contract for 12 months. With our services, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like if it doesn't work out for you in 20, 30 days, what's the, well, and then that's my benefit of only having a one-time recruitment fee, yeah. right? There's, there's no risk. So, and Shireen doesn't make mistakes. Shireen so far in the past two weeks has gone on five different placements. Two of the placements ended up hiring more than what they originally paid us for. They hired two, right? So. Usually what I us during the final interview i won't make it easy for you i'll mix and match i'll give you you know non-experience with very good background even if they don't have a working from home experience but came from a, uh, you know prestige working environment in an office space previously and mix it i will mix it with experience those who have worked with real estates previously two years and above you know and I'll make it hard for you because the only difference of the two people that I'm going to bring in inside the, the meeting room is both of them can communicate very well. Definitely language barrier will not be an issue. If there will be, you know, uh, a gap between that, it is a matter of only how you, you are going to articulate what you need to do for a VA. You know, but the VA will do it from their end. They will find ways how to communicate better with you. If the VA needs to ask more questions to better understand what you're trying to tell them, they would further do so. Because my first uh, requirement is I want the VA to communicate very well. You know, and at the same time, I want them to have this self-confidence that even if their boss, their future boss will be, you know, from miles away and from the US, it doesn't really matter. Because with the technology nowadays, right now I'm talking to five beautiful ladies, you know, four beautiful ladies here. As if I'm not from, as I'm feeling I'm still in the U, I, I am in the US. So you wouldn't know I'm in the Philippines. I have a lot of applicants who have been asking me, where are you from? I said, I'm from I'm Philippines, same as you. Where are you from Manila? Like that. Oh, I thought you were in Texas. I said, no, I'm in Manila. I'm same place with you. Something like that. Because with the way we talk, they thought that because the company name itself, when they do a background check on their own, those applicants, once they once they check the website, they will they will see it's from Texas. So their thinking and assumption is the recruiter is from Texas as well. Right. Without them knowing that we are in the same country. And that's why we get that's that's why we get a lot of positive reviews from our VAs and like um, we we get a lot of referrals right like you can actually grow your own VA team just based on them knowing someone else that's willing to work from home. It's hard to find a full time work from home job. 
right? It might seem crazy, but it is hard because it's like, think about it like this. I'm going to go drop you off in Mexico and say, find a job in China that you can do virtually. Wow. Where, where, where do you start? Like there's language barriers, there's all these different things. And so when they can go down the street and talk to Shireen in person or call them, you know, obviously we don't have to do that, but if it had to happen, it could, right? It's not out of the realm of possibility to secure the right person. Shireen, can I just say thank you so much for dispelling so many myths and right. <laughs> like any negativity around this, like and taking out the guess the guesswork and questions that people would have about outsourcing to a virtual assistant. Yes, because it really has helped me to know um, because I might have prejudged that before. You know, I don't have a virtual assistant, but now I feel like I need like four um after after this one hour conversation so um right. i have a feeling shereen that you're gonna get very busy very quickly yeah <laughs> so. and don't worry that's my job well that's a, uh, it's not a challenge for me <laughs> and, and that's the fun thing guys is shereen came to me based on opportunity you know she, she started at 400 dollars, and now um she'll probably make more than a thousand in the last 45 rolling days just based on placement bonuses and different things like that um like I told her, I'm paying for her uh, remodel. That's what we're going to do. Keep <laughs> That's awesome. paying for the remodel. Yep. Um, but it's fun, guys. You know, it's, it's really, really fun because, you know, I feel like I'm getting to know her kids. I feel like I'm getting to know everybody with them. Um, you know, it's a team. And because we're all virtually based anyways, I mean, Lindsay, you talk about this sometimes. You know, you don't go into the office all the time, right? If and ever. if it's your first time to manage a VA, you don't have to worry because Justin will guide you all through the way until you will, you will be able to fully manage the VA on your own. So if it's like, it will take a year for us to guide you, we will further do so until you became a successful to build up your VA team and then we can leave you alone. Yeah. I'm in. Well, well, it's like Lindsay, Lindsay, like Maps Coaching with KW. I love Maps Coaching. My Maps Coach changed my life. Are you guys all KW by the way? Angela, you KW too? No, no. not anymore. Not anymore. Okay, cool. So, so that's good. We're all over the place. But so for those listening, Maps Coaching, blah, 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 doesn't matter. All coaching is great. Get yourself a coach. $1,000 a month. Yeah. And so I have people out there that have coaches for $2,000 a month, but they don't have a VA. Right. Um, I'm like, you need a coach. Don't get me wrong. Coaches are great. But sometimes it's kind of that system thing. If you got rid of the coach because you've got all the stuff you need and got a VA, now, again, that's backwards, right? But it might take a little bit of a shifting. Like, to be honest with you, when I first got into VAs, I fired my coach. I love her to death. I'm meeting her this week at Family Reunion. She changed my life. But at the time, I needed to get rid of her just so I could hire more VAs. Sounds awful. It was just a business decision. No, it's right? just, I mean, it comes down to what your life needs. I mean, you get stuck for various different reasons. There's times in your life mm -hmm. when you need a coach to break through that stuckness and get you to the next level. There are times when you're dragging through the mud in the trenches and you need help and yeah. you can't, you know, it makes more sense to have. Um, I would consider coaching mental leverage and this physical leverage. Exactly. When, and Angela, when people have an objection to the cost and just to be forward with you, it's usually only between two to $3,000 for us to place. And if they have a, if they have an objection with the cost, I go, would you pay me? Because a lot of people that would also pay me to coach them. I said, would you pay me a thousand dollars a month to coach you for two months? And they'd say, Oh yeah. And then I go, cool. You get both. Now you get me to coach you. Now, if that decreases, if that decreases the likelihood of you buying, I won't coach you. Like if someone <laughs> like, that decreases the value, good. Like hey, I, I'll, I'll cut you a discount. Right. You know, and that's usually, you know, and then from there, most people don't need coaching after the first month. Right. The other cool thing is, is 
because we work on referral only, we have a back-end system where all the VAs can talk with each other. You know, all the owners can talk with each other that have placed VAs with us before. We put you in a launch group with people that have gotten VAs around the same time you have. So like right now, we have a launch group from January and February. So you can kind of communicate, post your issues, and they're really small, intimate groups, kind of like pods. So that way, you're asking a question with eight other people that are also struggling with you, getting the VA up and launched. I say struggling because nothing's ever fully, you know, just boom, life change. But you got eight other people that are going through it, and actually, they're actually sharing files with each other. They're sharing, hey, this is how it's what I had my VA do. This is what I had my VA do. And again, things that the big companies won't usually do with you because they don't want, they don't want you to figure out the, the secret. Right. I think the best part about the VA situation, I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm an individual agent. I do about 15 million a year. Yeah. And I only work like six hours a day. And in my mind, I'm sitting here going, I could use them for this and this and this. And I'm thinking right. of Lindsay's business and Kristen's business and Angela's. And like, this is applicable across anything. And anyone who right. knows I'm super cheap and yeah. I want to spend the money. It terrifies so me to think about hiring an assistant but I also know that I can't get to that next level without some sort of help. So this is, this to me is a really great, like in between it is. the use to training people and, and leverage and, and having those conversations. So we always say, give people tasks and then they become your assistant. When mm -hmm. Shereen started with me, it was just like, Hey, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? And then when she started like molding it all together, that's when she truly became a leveraged assistant, right? Cause I didn't just sit down with Shereen and go, Hey, we're going to train. I mean, Shereen can tell you, I've probably trained her less than five hours total since I've known her. It's because she had the self-initiative to be able to go through and do everything. Um, I wish, I'll send you guys some screenshots offline, but some of the tools she's created for me, they look like I would, I would never even know how to create them. It's, it, it's, uh, it's so, but Angela, you're absolutely right. I was the same way. I was making good money, right? You're making good money. But it's like, how do I maintain all, like, you want to keep that all. Like, it's a profit thing, right? How do we keep as much profit as possible? And I didn't want to go $3,200 a month, so. Well, I feel for me, like I'm a serial entrepreneur and I could do so much more in business if I had some more time, right? Yeah. This is like the biggest life hack ever. Like I thought it was Lindsay and ordering groceries, but apparently this is it. Like this is how you leverage your life. Yeah. You all need a stream. This has nothing to do with real estate. This is how you get your life back. Yeah. And, really and the, awesome, the, the awesome thing is, is like the, what, because we're not a monthly reoccurring subscription, there's no rush. You can come and pay Shireen and then you can take three months to find your VA. That's okay. Now, while we've never really had that happen, if you need to take that much time to find a Shireen, you don't feel pressure because you're not paying a monthly contract. If you go into those companies and keep saying no, 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 and you're three months in and you've already paid 2000 each month and don't have an assistant, you're like, this is stupid. And then you got another three months to get them up and running. With us, you don't pay anything a dime outside of when you're going through that recruiting process. And again, this is why I never thought it would be a business. And then when Shireen rocked my world and I said, Hey, go rock other people's worlds too, because that's, you know, how we're going to you know, change yeah. the world. And you get to coach with you. Like how, yeah. right? Of course, of course. You know, I won't tell you all my secrets. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like the tender one was probably one we shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> Once you have your assistance, the next thing you're going to do is just meet clients for appointments buyers and sellers and close the deal. The rest, documentations, file, database management, cold calling, assistant. Throw it <laughs> Stuff that makes you money. That's all we have to do. Oh my God, I don't think there's one of us on this call right now that doesn't want to hug you and, and have you run out and hire someone for us right this second. So well, do, you, do you, 
I could almost use you in my property management company. Is that, is that doable? Yeah, so Shereen's actually already um, placed several VAs that were TC by trade that did property management as well. Okay. Um, we just placed two today where they take and, or yeah, so Vanessa obviously used to do property management, Shereen, yes. um, that we placed today. She actually had a work schedule where they overlapped their VAs and they were actually on call until like 10 p.m. Because then the calls aren't coming to you, like dropping off the checks or, hey, you call her. She's got my emergency phone. Like that way your cell phone number is not going to tenants. It's not going to even your property owners. It's going to a full time, what we call a client care department that's making sure. Now they'll ring you in emergencies, but you know, so many questions from your, you know, your landlord. Uh, my, my paycheck didn't come or my rent didn't hit my pay, you know, my bank statement. What's nice about that is you'll go cool, you know. Like Shereen would be awesome with that. I would trust her to do any of that for me, right? Let's get the answer. Let's get through it. Absolutely. Property management actually is one of the industries where we see a ton of VAs go. Um, the problem is, again, if you're getting $200 a property, in the mind of someone getting the VA and they're paying the company $2,000, they see that they have to maintain an extra 20 properties. Right. That's where my husband's at. I would like to speak on, um, so I have had a VA before. I've tried it twice mm -hmm. and he's a hundred percent correct about like, so the companies that we used, um, first of all, it took, so we did, it was a year long subscription. They took two months to find us a VA. And then after that, it was another like month's worth of onboarding. So we really didn't even get to dig into working with them three months into our year contract. Mm -hmm. And they were also very difficult and stringent about um, who could do what. So it was exponentially more money. And it was like, okay, you can hire this person to do marketing or kind of like right brain tasks, but then you need another one who can do calling, answering calls, digging through databases, drumming up leads. And then if you want any help with some of these kind of personal things that we've talked about that correlate and cross over into your business, that's a third person. Correct. So we tried it, we've tried it a few times, but it was too stringent and too much of a monetary commitment. To oh yeah, and, and it starts to scale. And I always tell people like, I work with business owners. I don't work with the brand new agent that is gonna ask me a million questions. And I'll work with a brand new agent if they have a business sense, but like, I'm almost like half tempted half the time to put an application on people that wanna work with us, right? You know, it's hard when you're scaling, you don't wanna turn people away, but I, we also know that success is like Lindsay said, right? It, you know, RBAs work well. Any of you guys could take Shereen today and really just like rocket launch with her. I mean, Kristen, she took over your entire property management company in a month, like start to finish. I mean, Shireen will probably track me, just to be open in books with you guys, she'll probably track me a quarter of a million dollars this year nice. um, in, in a business that she's been trained less than five hours on. Um, and she will obviously <laughs> reap the benefits of that um, very, very helpfully. So Another uh, benefit for you guys is Filipino virtual assistants, not just focus on one skill. Us Filipinos, working from home, always aiming to upscale ourselves when it comes to skills that we can better offer to our future clients. I cannot just, I can do social media management. I can do digital marketing. I can do administrative. I can do outbound calling. So wherever Justin places me, I can do everything. Hmm. Because Justin. it's a benefit 
it's a benefit for me at the same time. And if I offer those services to a client like you, for sure, I will be able to help you upscale your business at the same time. So it's like a win-win situation for the two of us. I get to practice my skill and then I get to upscale your business. You know what I mean? And that is for $400. Yeah. You don't need to pay me $3,200. Now eventually, okay? Shireen will eventually get to $3,200 a month with me because when right. it scales, I'm not going to be the CEO that's money hungry, right? So Shireen, and you know that you're going to get to that level. And here's the cool thing. You'll never want to leave me, right? At 3,200, when I get you to 4,000 a month, we're, you're never going to want to go anywhere because you're going to love it and we're going to love you and we're going to grow as a family, right? And that's big for me, right? Um, I actually have a trip in April that I'm going to the Philippines. People forget about that. It's $700 to get there. 700. Kristen, you don't have to, you don't have to disclose how much you spent on shoes, but it may have been close, right? No, I'm just kidding. But like, like for that, like you can't have an excuse on not getting to them because I can get to her for $700 and you know i can sleep on shireen's floor right like I, I can crash like and that's what i'm saying is like they they're just as much of a you know connection to your team as anybody else can be right absolutely so super fast what is justin or shireen um for somebody who's thinking about taking this step right and thinking about hiring a va what is the first step mentally to get yourself prepared to add leverage for the first time and what would be the best way to go about figuring out where the holes are and where you need the leverage? How do you get yeah. into this? Yeah, so I mean, for sure, the first thing is, is like I said, task first. Don't think of them as operating a role. When you try to make them operate a role, your mindset goes around, how, how are they gonna do everything within that role? The first thing is to go, what are the 20 things today, both personal and business to start? Right, your first VA can do so many more things. Later on, like Shreen can talk to this. When I hired Jan, they got to talk to Jan just a few minutes ago, Shreen, before you. Mm -hmm. And so when I hired him, his only job is one thing, but it's because I have everything else already set in stone, right? But my first few hires, they had to come in and just take the task, right? And I'm gonna teach you how to take my flights and schedule me flights. I'm gonna teach you how to order my groceries. I'm gonna teach you how to do these things and then eventually, once I got to my second one, then I said, okay, I'm hiring someone just to be a TC. So when they come on, instead of me ordering groceries, instead of me doing these things, I can focus on helping them be a TC. When you first hire the first one and say, I'm going to help them be a TC and you don't have any of the other tasks off your plate yet, it's a little hard, right? Now your first one can be a TC, like it's, it's doable, but you still want them to not think about TC work first, all the other things. So like a part of your coaching with me, I give you a form that literally says, tell me the hundred things in your life that suck or that you don't like doing or under your dollar per hour value. And then when you fill it out, I go through it with you and I go, out of these hundred, these 10, I could see that you need to keep because a VA just, I just can't physically figure out a way for a VA to do that. The other 90, I can figure out a way for them to do that, right? It's as crazy as um, an example, you know, Lindsay, to answer your question, Ubers. I would be so mad waiting for Ubers after my airplane. I have, I have a VA that tracks my plane and she'll order the Uber as she tracks my phone of me walking. Stop. To order, to order my Uber to arrive as I walk out the door. You, sir, are lucky that you're in Dallas because all four of us would be kissing your face right now if you were still in Colorado. <laughs> I, I just show you that like it's the, the, it's the mental like, um, I feel, to be honest with you, like I live a very high class lifestyle, not, not doing anything special. Like you said, like I literally just taught a VA on a video once. Here's how you track my phone. 
here's how you track my flight here. You know, when I'm in the air, you know, my Uber is going to arrive, you know, it, it sounds crazy. Um, but. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I speak for everyone when I say that my mind is blown completely. Like, um, you guys know how to find him. You got to go to sphere rocket VA. SphereRocket.com, right? Uh, yeah, SphereRocketVA.com. Okay, SphereRocketVA.com. And find Justin on, on Facebook. Um, he's got a Sphere Rocket uh, Facebook page as well. Um, we are just like, I, like I can't even speak. I'm so excited right? about this. Like, I can't wait to hang up this Zoom call so I can go order some VAs. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys so much for being on the call. Oh my gosh, thank you for coming all the way from the Philippines to get on the call with us today. And I love keep coming back to U.S. every day. <laughs> every day I'm flying to U.S. <laughs> oh, you're just crazy. Thank you guys so much and thank you for being a part of the call, Shireen. And Justin, thank, thank you for doing our business today. Um, so we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. We hope you loved our show today. If you enjoyed it, do the homegirls a favor and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. Share this episode with all of your homegirls and friends and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at homegirlsco.